0: Well, this morning, we're starting a brand new series called Encouraging Words. I want to contrast that, though. The opposite of encouragement is, okay, the opposite of encouragement is, okay, you got to remember, I've been in Central America, okay, they've been with me, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they've been hanging, man, they've been coming, I mean, it was just amazing. So, y'all in there, like, you go ahead and get your espresso, your coffee, but wake up, okay, church, come on. And we we, we got to get after it, man. I, I got to tell you, Donna, she's been praying. She knew I needed to be back out of the country. And I, and, and I made a commitment to Jesus on this trip. I just got to start going and taking teams a lot because I'm a much better preacher when I go and I leverage my gifts. And God said, oh, glory, hold on. Because our, our team right now, Chuck told me a minute ago, he said, I got a fire. I got a fire. I just want to keep it. And every one of the team members, and that's one of the reasons we do missions, It's what we do to carry the gospel to the ends of the earth, but what it does in us. You, does anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? I mean, you, you want to apply that faith. So today, uh, this brand new series, Encouraging Words, I'm, I'm very excited about it. We'll do about seven weeks in today, day. I just thought, I'm going to take that basic word that we've heard messages, we've been in Bible studies, we've read it, we know it, we need it, but we get discouraged. We don't practice it. So let's start with that today, thinking about discouragement first, because sometimes you've got to have some bad news and know how good the good news is. And God wants to lead us to a place of hope, of comfort, of encouragement. But before we get there, we've got to go through the valley. And so right now, I can get you to turn to people, or you can gather in little circles, and I won't. Some people said that's just too much for me, Pastor. We do that on Wednesday night. I hope you'll come back to a small group and we'll share our woes and our stories and our victories. But this morning, I just want to start with some discouragement or talking about it, like how does it set itself up? So discouragement, have you ever noticed discouragement just kind of sneaks up on you? I mean, you, you're doing pretty good and all of a sudden it just kind of comes in. It comes in through the window. It comes in through the front, the back door, through the roof. Somehow it, it just bombs on your life and you're like, man, how did this happen? So there's some common causes of discouragement and what happened this morning they're not even there matter of fact i think i've done something i have never done but it's a good thing i know where i'm going i i just left my one i had all marked up and color-coded this is gonna be a fun day okay here we go i mean that that has not happened in 23 years and 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 i'm i'm just so thrilled right now i'm okay it's all right here we go Five, and I don't, I don't think it's, does any in your notes, you got to remember, I did these notes before I went to Belize, and then I was like, meeting with God on the airplane and everything, but here we go. Five common causes of discouragement. Write these down first. Number one, when we think about that, disappointments. Disappointments every time will discourage us, and we all have some, or have had some, or will have some in the future, and you just get disappointed because Things don't happen as you had hoped they would happen or as you wanted to will them in. And what I found about discouragement and this whole thing, it just comes in and all these disappointments, they come at different angles at our heart. And they hurt us. And I, and I got a scripture, John 21, and it would be verses 1 through 3. I'm just going to read a section, but hear this. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told him, and he said, Oh, we'll go with you. So they went out, they got into the boat, but I think the next part is discouragement. They went out, they got into the boat, and they caught nothing, nada. How many people have been fishing and caught nothing? All right, now put those hands down. Now, put your hands up if you still go fishing. There are less hands. I mean, you know, when when you go, you know, people, oh, man, fishing, fishing is so much fun. No, fishing is fun if you catch stuff. Like, here's what I did on, on the opposite. Uh, I had a doctor one time. He says, I want to take you turkey hunting. He hunted turkey five days a week. He had a notebook and he had GPS coordinates. And so he said, meet me at 430. And that was the first reason I thought, I don't want to hunt. Met him at 430. And we got in the car. True story. My doctor goes, okay, I got to find out where we're going first. Now, I'm saying, dude, I done got up at 4 o'clock and you don't even know where we're going. He said, just a minute. I'm going to find it out. And he's going through his notebook with coordinates, I thought. This is going to be lame. Oh, it gets worse, okay? We go out and we hunt turkey. He goes, now, I hadn't told you this, but we're going to crawl on our bellies through briars, and we're going to do all. You do this for fun? And I'm crawling out there? And it got, you think that's bad. It gets worse. We did not see a turkey the entire morning. We walk out of the woods. I'm like, you do this for fun. You need to get a life. And as we're driving off, the biggest turkey came out I've ever seen. Bye. And I've not been back in the woods since. I, just, I don't understand hunters. Okay? Alright, so here you go. So, disappointments. Let me give you another one. Delays. God seems to do that with us because He's doing something bigger. But when delays happen in your life and mine, it does tend to discourage us. Uh, I like what Proverbs thirteen twelve. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. You know, delays tend to stop us to slow us down but i believe we know a sovereign god and i believe delays are so much a part of his plan of his purpose but if we see delays of what they are in their own they discourage you they disappoint you disappointments discourage Let, let's keep going disabilities in john chapter 5 verses 1 through 9 you, you see that great story there of the man that's disabled the blind the paralyzed and you see the invalid. He's been an invalid there for 38 years. Very difficult, very tough situation. Great disability, but I love it. it, it Jesus comes up, sees him laying lay there. He goes, do you want to get well? That, that's one of my favorite questions of all the Bible. And after he asked that question, the guy goes, sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me in the pool when the water stirred because I thought when the water was stirred, the angels would stir it and there'd be healing power. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes ahead of me. They knock me out of the way so I never get in. But the Lord has something for him. He goes, well, then Jesus said to him, well, just get up, pick up your mat, walk. And at once, the man was cured, and he picked up his mat, and he walked away. Disabilities. Now, some of us in the room might have disabilities of some type. If we don't, we know people that have disabilities. And it could be something as small as a learning disability. It could be something as major as a major physical disability. But disabilities will discourage you. And so let, let's keep going. Difficulties, let's put that, just write that down. These are just kind of free bonus. When we have difficulties, man, it, it's just hard. And, and I've learned about difficulties. It's, it's so hard, you and I want to quit. But in Jesus Christ, we're not quitters. We're more than conquerors. We're overcomers. And the church said, amen. We don't quit. We endure. I mean, I've had times in my spiritual pilgrimage and in my pastoral leadership, Of 37 years that i wanted to quit it got hard but you know when the going gets tough man they dig in they they cling to jesus a little tighter they they pull into his heart they ask for more of the holy spirit they get infused with the power of god and they rise up and then they're are you not like this every time that you decide you don't quit and you and you go for it you get encouraged don't you church don't you church yeah you do You, you don't quit you know quitters man that's not in the kingdom. I mean, God doesn't have it. And then, let's just look at the last one. drain. You get discouraged when you get drained. The passage would be 1 Kings chapter nineteen, verses one through five. Elijah, the Bible says, was afraid and he ran for his life. And he was, uh, you know, it was it was just a tough situation. And he goes on to say, "This I've had enough, Lord. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors." And then he lay down under a bush and he fell asleep. And all at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. You know, here's what I know. When you and I get drained, our energy diminishes. It gets zapped. And let me tell you, when you're tired, I learned this a long time ago. When you're tired, never make a major decision. Do you agree, church? You make a major decision when you're tired, it could be a a misstep. It could be a dumb move. It could be a decision you wish you'd waited until you got a little rest or you got a little more clarity. And, and I just, out of those five things, I just went through five common causes of discouragement. Did I hit anybody? Hey, just raise your hand if one of those five hit you this morning, that you understand what I'm talking about, something ministered to you. That's right. Man, share that. Share that with somebody tomorrow this week. Go, man, do you ever get discouraged? Yeah. Man, I'm discouraged right now. I was discouraged last week, but last year, but, man, this happened. Hey, I was discouraged. They, they gave me this diagnosis, but now I'm, I'm healing. Now i found strength. I, I talked to a guy today, he says, now I've laid it down. I just, I just laid it down at the cross. I was trying to bear it in my own strength, and I just laid it down, and now I've been infused. I've got encouragement. So you've you got to have this uh, discouragement news because discouragement, does, uh, dis- it, it depresses you. It makes you despondent. It puts you in a place that you don't want to stay there long. I mean, how many of you want to have the spiritual gift of discouragement this morning? No, it's not a spiritual gift. I mean, we, we were on these roads, and we've been traveling a long time, and somebody go, hey, don't worry about it. We only got three and a half more hours of bumps to go. Man, your back's been jarred up. You're like, I don't need to hear that. That's not a word of hope. You know, have you ever met some people, don't look at anybody in the room. There's some people in this room who have the ministry of discouragement. And I pray, and I pray they'd go, man, today I'm going to get a ministry of encouragement. And I need that for my father. I I need that for the body of Christ. They need to be infused with some hope, with some help, and and they need to press on. Because here's what I know. Discouragement can be defeated in the strength of Jesus Christ. You just don't have to stay there. That's what I love about being a Christian. It's, It's active. It's vital. It's vibrant. It's joyful. It's strong. It's grace. It's mercy. You, you, you find strength you didn't know. You, you get resolved, and, and, and you're just able to overcome. And um, you're saying, man, Pastor, it's a brand new year. I know it is, but somebody even came out of last year tired. Or this year's already, you, you thought, man, it's a new year, and you've already been hit in the face one time. Hey, listen to this. I, I had a, a significant birthday while I was in Belize. And the team, they thought it was their spiritual gift to tell me how old I was. Why is that so funny? Everybody laughed. Everybody had made more fun about how old I was. I'm going to tell you what, come on. Man, I'm just glad to be this old. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not old. I'm vibrant in Jesus. Amen. I know some 80 year olds, they got it. That's my goal. I want to be preaching with passion when I'm not 80. They were saying, Pastor, can we help you? We need to help you walk now. Well, the only thing I've noticed since I turned 6 0, I am forgetting more. I mean, like, I, I forgot my notes to come out here today for crying out loud. Somebody said, We got a ministry for you, Pastor. We're going to pray for you to make sure you bring them. Because we're going to stay longer today. Because it ain't going to hit me till about 30 minutes from now what I want to talk about. I'm just kidding. I got my iPad. We're okay. We're okay. Somebody said, Oh, help him, Jesus. Patty, I just met you back there. She went, Man, what have I walked into? I was looking for a church. And, and the pastor, he's old and decrepit. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I I reject that in Jesus. Here you go. There you go. Encouragement. Here you go. What is encouragement? It's the action of giving someone support, confidence, hope. Here it is. Somebody told me one time you know what encouragement is? It's putting hope, it's putting courage back in another person. And I can think of nothing any greater that we can do as Christians that we infuse, we encourage, we come. Here it is the Greek, paraklesis. It means to walk alongside one. That's why we gather. That's why we assemble on Sundays and Wednesdays and whatever days. We we come to help people that need help for their journey. They're a little weak. They're a little discouraged. They're just kind of drained. They're zapped. I don't know what's going on. But with other people, they make it. They, They get stronger. Do we not, church? This morning, the second song that we sang, we heard it last weekend for the first time in Belize, at Toledo Faith. Uh, April and all, and they get all her and Chuck, they you know, they cried everything. I, I, and I cry almost as much as them. And they're like, oh, this song is awesome. We, we, we need to, do, I can't wait till we get, they all wrote it out. We're doing this song when we come home. Little did we know, uh, uh, April gets a little notice about what's going on in center, and that song was for today. Do you think that was coincidence, the first time we've ever sang it today? No. Chuck got sick. He's not feeling real good today, but he's here because he wanted to hear that song. He didn't want to hear me. He's heard me plenty. He wanted to hear that song. He wanted to be encouraged today. Somebody wanted to put some hope. Hey, does anybody need to put some hope in somebody this morning? That's what you got in Christ. You got a testimony. You know when we went to Belize? We went to carry the gospel to encourage people, to encourage believers, to encourage the lost, to encourage the mediocre. Man, the body of Christ just gets stronger when we encourage one another. Hey, I'll encourage you right now. You ought to be thankful right now you live in Montgomery, the the land of rain and plenty. We've been in Belize and it ha- it has been warm and hot and sticky and shorts and t-shirts. We got in Atlanta last night and went, woo, it's cold. But it gets worse. Our friends on the team from Ohio and Indiana, they were getting reports anywhere from four to six inches of snow today. Glory to God, I didn't go home to that. I'd have just stayed in Belize, said, man, I'm, I'm saying another week. You know? How many of you glad it wasn't snowing when you got up this morning? Wasn't that great? You're saying, well, it was it was kind of nasty outside. How, did I just ask you how many were glad it was not snowing this morning? Yeah, I was. Hey, the, one of the teams that we were with, there were three, this doctor, one of the greatest doctors I've ever met. He, he had uh, two other guys with him. They got delayed last night in the airport three extra hours. Yeah, I was home in my well, I wasn't quite home, but but well, yeah, I was. I was in my study thinking and praying for today, and they were still getting like, hey, we're getting ready for takeoff, and they got home sometime in the wee hours of this morning. So you can always find a reason to be encouraged, to be persuaded. Uh, Listen to John. I don't know if you got there on your notes because I ain't got one of these filled out now. I I really, I am really, I got no clue. Anyway, here we go. uh, John 14, 26. Listen to this. It says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, and out there besides helper, you could write the encourager. How many believe the Holy Spirit is an encourager this morning? He is the helper they encourage you the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that i've said to you that's what i love about the holy spirit he is faithful in season and out of season and he brings to remembrance those things that i couldn't remember those things that i need in the time that i need them that's what i love about being a preacher and a teacher I, i did seminars on saturday with Bert, last Saturday morning all day or about four hours, and then you preach. And I love when I'm preaching, and just out of the overflow of my heart, scriptures come, the Holy Spirit ignites things, and I'm able to give them to you. It's not necessarily what I had in my notes, but I just love the... How many love the overflow of God? It's a good thing to have, just to meet with Him, to be encouraged in, in the scripture. All right, so let's fill in this blank. The first encouragement is something that God does. That's That's what I love about encouragement. Encouragement is something that... He does. He uses us as instruments, as agents of encouragement. But ultimately, encouragement comes from above. Encouragement, encouragement comes from our Father. It's a primary way to know Him. In 2 Corinthians 1.3, in the ESV translation, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. I could just use in the, in, in there, with that word comfort, encouragement. Our God is a God of encouragement. You got up this morning, and I know it wasn't very pretty outside, and you're I don't know if I want to go. And then, and then you're like, you know, I, I need to go to the house of God. I want to go to the house of God. And then you got here, and I, I think you're hoping that you pray. You know what? I'm glad I came. I, 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 I saw a friend. I hugged a neck. I encouraged somebody. I, I got encouraged. I got prayed for. I, I heard God's word. I, I sang a new song. We sang a new song today, as I told you. You sing some songs that you know, you just, you just find strength in Jesus, and his, his family. The, the greater work, where the Spirit encourages us, where we have affliction and we speak comfort, we speak encouragement to somebody else. Somebody in here today, they, they need to have a word spoken to them. And you might be the very person that's going to get a word this morning from the Lord, or something's going to happen, and that's going to help you and your family today or it's going to help you tomorrow or Wednesday or next Saturday. I I just love how God floods us with his spirit. He floods us with his word, and it comes at the right time. He's a faithful God. Acts 4.36, for instance, there was Joseph, the one of the apostles nicknamed Barnabas. That's what his name was with Joseph, but he got nicknamed Barnabas. And Barnabas just means son of encouragement. I love that name, encouragement. I've got a friend in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. I've done mission trips with him in Chicago in the early '80s, and that's what he—that's what he'll call me. He goes when I call him, he can't call me. I said, "Do you know my name?" He goes, "Yeah, but you're a Barnabas," and and, and I like it, man. I'm like, I mean, I mean, you know, what if he, you know, what, what if he called me an, a, another name? What do, you know, I don't want him to call me Lucifer, or I don't want him to call me, you know. like, mean, Barnabas. You, he says every time I talk to you, you encourage my soul. You encourage me in the things of Jesus. Do you, do you have any? Do you have any Barnabases in your life? No, here's another question. Are you a Barnabas? Do you desire to be a Barnabas, an encourager for somebody else? I think that's the job of every Christian. You know, maybe somebody has a greater gift of it than another, but we all can be a Barnabas. Amen? Amen? I mean, man, you, you just got to, it, it's within you, in Christ. I, I, I told you encouragement is something that, who does? God does it. God does it through His Spirit, through through you. Uh, listen to this, 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4. Blessed be the God of the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all encouragement, who encourages us. He uses this word. Listen to the word encourages. In all our afflictions, so that we may be able to encourage those who are in any affliction with the encouragement that we ourselves are encouraged by God. You're going, why do you keep saying the word encouraged? Because the Scripture does. You know, when God repeats something in Scripture, He wants to get my attention. He wants to make sure That I know this is important to Him. And whether you're young or old, you need to be reminded of God's Word. You know, I've read some passages, man, no telling how many times, over and over. And I need it over and over. We need the Word of the Lord. The second encouragement, listen to this, is the purpose behind God's Word. In Romans chapter 15, verse 4, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Guys, this is a book of love, and it's a book of encouragement. And when you read scripture, your soul is encouraged for the journey that you find yourself in. And I'm good, thank you. Sermon's going a little slow, was it? Okay. Thank you. I'm right here on task. Glory to God. See, she encourages me. No, no, she does. Some of y'all just said, no, she encourages us because you're going to be on point. I'm not even chasing rabbits. I mean, I'm I'm right here with it, but but that, that helped me. That helped me. Thank you, Cheryl. Bless you. I know the Lord's got a special place in the kingdom for her. Don't get too excited because she puts up with me. I mean, anyway, but no. No, she does have a special place. She's a servant of Jesus. Romans 15, 4. 1 Timothy 4, 13. Write that passage down. 1 Timothy 4, 13. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of the Scripture and to exhortation and to teaching. And in different translations, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of the Scripture, to the preaching, to the teaching. In the NLT, listen to Doug, this is your translation. Until I get there, focus on the reading the scriptures to be the church, encouraging the believers and teaching them. Guys, encouraging, encouragement is all in the Word of God. And we need it. That's why when you, I encourage you to have a daily diet, steady diet of God's Word. It encourages you in faith. It encourages you to overcome the devil. It encourages you when life smacks you in the face. Have you been smacked in the face lately? Probably. If not, you will be. And I find the only thing eternal is God's Word. The only thing that will withstand any diagnosis, any verdict, anything that comes against me is the Word of God. If God is for me, who be against me? God is on my side. He's on your side in Christ Jesus. What a a God. What a Lord. And, And look here. Just move this. I've got several things I want to say. The third encouragement can change people's outlook. When you get encouragement from God, from the Scripture, it changes your outlook. other word would be perspective. Your perspective changes when encouragement comes from Him. You you just are able to go, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought. It was pretty dismal. It was pretty tough. I wanted to throw the towel in, but I didn't because I'm I'm encouraged. Last Sunday morning, you'll love this, I'm I'm in Belize. And y'all know sometimes around here I get hot. And I've actually taken my fan off right now because we're 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 in winter whatever we call this (laughs) rain we're in rain season okay and it's just a little cool but last Sunday morning I'm in Belize no air conditioning the team will tell you I'm preaching everything I've got man Holy Spirit had come he had filled me I had fire I could just feel it but I could feel fire in another way sweat was profusely pouring off this brother and the team tells me I was ringing wet and when I walked off and I saw myself I went mercy okay but you know what they did Deer, right at the first of the service, they walked up and gave me the biggest white towel you've ever seen. And I thought, well, what am I supposed to take a shower? What, what am I doing? Oh, it was wonderful, you know? So the people of Belize encouraged me with a towel, you know, and they encouraged you with their presence and they encouraged you with their devotion. More than anything, they encourage you with their obedience to follow Christ and to obey the scriptures. We were in another service in Lawrence. Pastor Burt was preaching that service, and he came up afterwards. We were having altar time, and he goes, I mean, immediately he did this. He says, I'm ashamed. What are you ashamed of? He goes, I've been in prison. I haven't been out very long. That's okay, brother. He goes, but I've been to this church five times. I thought I would come tonight. He had to walk, and God moved and stirred his heart, didn't he, team? It was wonderful. He got encouragement through christ jesus through the scripture Uh, the outlook is our job as christians is to encourage one another to fight the battle to lift the spirits to provide to encourage You, you know where you do encouragement you do encouragement everywhere you go you do it in restaurants you do it in your school class you do it at home you do it at the office you do it on the playground you Rob, you you like to drive Jeeps and spin mud. You do it out there with those guys and gals, you know. I don't care where you find yourself. We just need the ministry of encouragement. This morning, wouldn't it be great if God just infected us with encouragement today? And people left out of here, and they're like, man, I'm encouraged. But I'm going to be a minister of encouragement. And the church said, amen. You know, I I do this little thing. I I, I showed this to my grandkids this morning. The two oldest came back. Pop, pop. Man, they come running to me. And then I walked out here and Finn saw me. Pop! Like, oh man, I love you too. Man, encourages me. But this morning I was showing the older two. I said, I want to show you some pictures. I want to show you some things. And they just sat in my lap. And I was talking to them about Jesus and about how God loves the world and how he loves the people of Belize. And they were watching with their little eyes. And then we came to this scene. I started this years ago. I, I Rachel and Hannah tell you, I, I, I draw this goofy dog. It, it's not very good. I took four years of art, but it's been a long time since I took art class. And I like to draw this dog, and I draw them all over the world, and I do it to break language barriers. And kids just come. I walked into a classroom. We were in trouble. They had a chalkboard. If it had a dry erase board, you know that do small group, I'd have really been happy. But that's a little high tech down there, okay? So they had a chalkboard, and 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 I said, could I have a piece of chalk? They went. They don't have any money, and they went and they got me a a brand new piece, a stick of chalk. Man, I was touched. And next thing I knew, they here, and I drew the dog, and and they all came up, and I got pictures. You might even see one next week. And they all stood there, and they were looking. And I think, I hope they're not disappointed. And uh, <laughs> stop it. You've not seen my dog. And so they, they came up, and they were looking. And, and I started drawing the dog. I started drawing. Like, what is it? And they go, I don't know. And then they, they a dog. I went, good. It looks like a dog. And that's better than saying a reindeer. You know, it's a dog. And I drew the dog, and I got finished. I said, and, and the Holy Spirit gave me something. I said, uh, the dog needs spots on it. And I started giving chalk to each one of them, and they went nuts. Ta, 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 ta. Man, the dog, you couldn't see my dog anymore. It was just all dots. And then I said, dog's got chicken pox. And they started laughing. I don't even know if they know what chicken pox is. Like, you don't want it, okay? But here's what's funny. There's a little girl off to my left, and she picked up a piece of chalk, and she started drawing. She drew a bird. Her bird was much better than my dog, but I didn't tell her. Ah, I should have encouraged her. and uh, No, I did. And she drew a, She drew a bird. And then out of her mouth, she said, let's give this bird chicken pox. And all of them got over there. Da, 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 da. We just encouraged each other, just with chalk and a big hug. See, that's, you're saying, oh, Keith, what a sweet story. You can't even make up stuff that good. You have to experience it. And I don't know what it is. There's something that you can do that would be significant to another person, and it would be in the form of encouragement. And, it, of course, when you encourage them with the eternal hope with the things of the Lord Jesus Christ, when you encourage them with the things of the Spirit, their souls encourage. No, you refresh their soul. I love the book of Acts says times of refreshing. We we used to do uh, conferences here. I think we called them times of refreshing, and there were marvelous times where hundreds and hundreds of people would come in. You, what we found in America. Churches aren't having meetings like we used to. We seem to only can gather people on Sunday morning. Big, big churches of 2, 5,000, they've quit having their meetings during the week because people won't come out. It, it's, really, it's really sad that people won't come to meetings like they once would. But when we come, let's come with an open heart, with a hungry heart. Uh, Hebrews 3.13, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Sin will deceive you and me. But as long as it is today, now, I and you need to encourage somebody. Somebody is being encouraged this morning in the Holy Spirit. I I just believe that by faith. I'm I'm confident. Somebody's going to send me a text or an email and say, that was the word I needed to kick off 2019. That was the word that I need to carry to my family, to my home. On our team, we were able to encourage other team members and one another. As a church, oh, I love the church. We're able to encourage one another in the truths of Christ. I, I don't know what you're struggling with this morning, but whatever it is, do it now. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. So encourage each other, build each other up. Another word is just edification. It's a big word. Edify, we edify, we encourage, we build one another up, we make them strong. That's what happens with God's Word. When we share God's Word, we build the spiritual man. The spiritual woman. We build each other up. Whether you be like my friend back there going to UAB, you, you build people up at UAB, you build up people at your school, you build up people in your office, your neighborhood. Where, I don't know where you find yourself. That's where you build them up. And we used to do a thing here at Christ Community. We had a lot of them, and it ran a season, and we've done, all, we're, I've got a, a new discipleship plan. Oh, I'm excited. I'm not going to unfold it yet, but I'm really excited about what God's given us to do for discipleship, to make disciples. But we did this thing for years. We called them E-teams. And E-teams, the E stood for what? What did it stand for? Encouragement. It's not a trick question. Somebody like, I don't know, man. What's the E stand for? Somebody said, eat? No, it's not eat. We, we had these encouragement teams. I used to have one back here in the back hall. I met every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. with a group of men around the table. And there were a lot of other groups that met with other groups of men and women in our church. It might be time to birth out again. You might pray. God might be calling you to be an encouragement to somebody else and you get with some other believers and y'all just begin to meet. We've had triad ministry where we've done groups of three. We, we've done a lot of different models, different prototypes, different forms. It's all the same thing, make disciples. But I got exposed to some teaching on this trip that I think it can revolutionize our church. Matter of fact, it's so good we're a guy Bert and I are talking about taking it to nations around the world It's Real simple, you don't have to have $10,000 $30,000 $5. It won't cost you anything Except a little time How many would like to get in on what pastor's talking about but I won't tell you today? <laughs> Raise your hands if you want to grow in Christ You want to be a part of what we're going what we're going to launch here I can't wait to share it with the leadership and elder Dave and what we talk about it. It's oh, I got to keep going I'm trying to encourage you this morning. Listen to this, Proverbs 10, 21. The words of the godly encourage many. The words of the wise, of the godly, it encourages others. People sitting next to you are godly in Christ Jesus. At least I hope they are. (laughs) If they're not, don't raise your hand, okay? Um, Encourage each other. Live in harmony with the God of love and the God of peace. You know, I, I remember seeing this years ago. For every word of encouragement in the world, we hear 10 words of discouragement a one-to-ten ratio. There's not enough encouragement in the body of Christ. But we could maybe start an epidemic. We could maybe start a revolution. How many of you like to be known as, that's that church, they encourage you in the pursuit of God. Wouldn't that be great to be known as that? Man, they are encouragers for the Most High God. Man, I I think we can do it, church. No, I think God can do it through us. What did I say the first point was? Encouragement is something we do. You want to look? What I say, Charles? Something God does? That's right, brother. You were listening. Thank you, brother. You can leave now. You, you, you go to lunch first. The rest of them are staying for homework, okay? Y'all going to learn one day, if you answer my questions, we get out sooner. You, you don't answer questions, you're staying. See, I was a bad boy in school. I got to stay a lot. That is not funny. Okay. I really didn't. They they have plenty of criticism. People have plenty of criticism, but no encouragement. And and that's why I just pray, man. I got to tell you guys, I need encouragement. I am an encourager, but I need encouragement. You need encouragement. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? This church, we need to think our first word needs to be a word of hope, of comfort, of courage, putting back into another person. Because being a Christian is hard. Being a Christian is difficult. Being a Christian is supernatural. Being a Christian is joyful. Being a Christian, we let our light shine. We sang with some kids the other day and letting their little light shine. We were in a Methodist school there in the weeds and jungle of Belize. And man, I wish you could have heard it coming off that marble floor. Was it not? Oh, it was, it was awesome. Awesome. You might even hear just a segment of it next weekend, but we'll keep going. Uh, anyway, hold your criticism to yourself. You know, like, God, we want to have encouragement. Mark Twain, you've heard this. I can live two months on one good compliment. Well, he was a better man than me I, I can't live two months on one compliment but you know what i'm saying we, we can encourage it. you know god blessed the nation do you know why god blessed israel there's one reason the lord blessed israel anybody know what it was israel was blessed to be a blessing you are blessed to be a blessing to other people you're blessed to encourage other people in the ways of christ it strengthens souls it makes disciples it, it moves the gospel forward in I'll in do the book of Acts. You see how the Lord added to their number daily those which were being saved, those which were moving in faith. And God wants to do that in our midst if we take this seriously. Barnabas, uh, Barnabas didn't look. Listen to this. Barnabas did not look at what Paul had done and got hung up. He looked at the potential Paul had in Christ and who he could become. And are y'all thankful for Paul? 13 letters in the New Testament penned by the Apostle Paul. I think without Barnabas, you don't have a Paul in the New Testament like we know today. God used Barnabas. Barnabas would show up with Paul. This was the chief persecutor of Christians. And Paul would show up and people would go, we're not coming to the meeting. I mean, they're like, man, he's in a habit. I, w- I witnessed him burn people at the stake. He does not like Christians. They didn't know about his conversion. And Barnabas would go in ahead and set the table, and then they saw what a defender of the faith, what a man of God. Read the book of Romans for crying out loud, amen? Amen, what a book. What scripture we have this morning. But Paul, I mean, Barnabas, I love him. Barnabas was a man that built bridges. You, you know, that's what encouragement does. It builds bridges for others to walk across. We need to be a bridge-building church. Right now, this parent conference, we're building bridges to other uh, churches. We're building bridges to our city. Matter of fact, most people think it's unique. I just read the New Testament a lot of times, and I think coming together is a jesus thing the many streams in the body of christ that can agree on the essentials of faith we need to do things together we've got some folks that don't necessarily agree on every doctrine that we would adhere to here but we're very close and we definitely agree on the shed blood of the lord jesus christ death and resurrection on on the word of god and there is a heaven and a hell amen and now some of the things about me, well, I don't know. You, you use a thimble of water, and, man, you use a big cattle trough. You know, I don't know. Or, or you you say there's seven gifts, and you say there's 21 gifts of the Holy Spirit. We can sit there, and, 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 and then we get into eschatology. Don't you love that word? And, and we get into eschatology, and we can split hairs 24-7. But we decided 10 churches are going to come together for one reason, to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ in the river region, and churches are coming together. Already the magazine shows 10 churches churches with different flavors that love jesus that we could exalt him over parenting that we might learn how to be godly parents and grandparents the church needs it today y'all need to sign up you're saying oh man i've already done that i've already done it too i've got two grown daughters and grandkids i want to be a better grandfather church we need to sign up we need to lead the way we're asking churches we we're hosting here friday night will be at evangel we'll be here saturday morning would you seriously don't raise your hand that's cheap Go online and sign up. Ten dollars is all it's going to cost you. It's very expensive. This proposition that we put into our city, but we believe it will encourage our city. How many want to depress Montgomery or encourage Montgomery? How many want the worst kids? And we go. We got worse kids, and 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 we already like ranked fiftieth and forty eighth on all the dead gum polls half the time. I, I don't like it. You know. That's why I'm glad I don't live in Arkansas or, or, or Mississippi. And it's hard for me to pick on Mississippi because I was born there. And I know, Jamie, don't don't cut me off. I I know you come from Arkansas. I love Arkansas. Sometimes Arkansas is here and Alabama is here. And then we just swap over just so we can encourage one another. But I'd love to be known. Man, that's a state down there. They're crazy, but they got encouragement. They're they're learning how to do things the Jesus way. I mean, these guys from Ohio, they they were just amazed at, at our team. I don't know what they were amazed about, but we were amazed about them too. But they want to come here. They go, man, we, we like what y'all are doing, and we, we like y'all. They saw potential in us. You know, some of you, some of you might today might have the Charlie Brown complex. You know what the Charlie Brown complex is? You hardly get anything ever right. You, you remember Lucy? Lucy is the most pessimistic, negative, stick Charlie in the gut. Here's what she says. Charlie Brown, you are hopeless at baseball. You're a disaster in football. You're a six-putter on the 18th. Green, you're a drop, rod and reel in the lake of life. Do you understand? Have I made myself clear, Charlie Brown? Have you got a Lucy in your life? Get rid of her. <laughs> no. Love them. Love them to Jesus. Huh? No, 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 don't say at home or don't say anywhere. I don't know what he said. I hope. I hope you didn't say at home, did you? Did, 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 did I just hear that? I hope I didn't hear that. Y'all got to forgive me because I'm getting older. I might say some things that I think and it didn't run through the filter quite yet. No, you, you want to make sure. God help us. Edit that out, Drew. Okay, all right. We, we want to make sure that we encourage one another. John Mark needed a bridge builder. Paul needed a bridge builder. You and I need a bridge builder. So encouragement is what we do. We encourage one another daily. We get our New Testament because of encouragement. One reason. I pray that God would take encouragement and infect my life and yours at a new level. God, strengthen the church unify the body of Christ give us the bond of peace give us the joy of Christ as we follow you give us the ability through you to cheer up and bring confidence and encouragement to other people with hope and joy Lord help us to encourage our children That's what we did in Belize we encouraged God's kids Ramsey just asked me a minute ago, Pop, did they know God? Some did, some didn't, but we carried the gospel there. She was intrigued at five, almost six years old. She's learning about Christ in her home. She's learning about Christ through Miss Tiffany and the, and the teachers here. Mr. Eric and so many of you that give and Julie, y'all give of your time. I could just go through, y'all. I'm thankful for our church and for the ministry that you have to teach our little ones, teach our older ones. We need more. We need to encourage one another. We need to encourage ourselves. Uh, here, here, here's a practical thing about encouragement. i just give it to you. Some of you need to learn how to send encouraging texts. I got encouraging texts the other day from all over the world. They were coming from Hawaii. My lieutenant colonel friend that used to be on this stage. Y'all remember, uh, I tell you what, man, it really hit when I hit 60 my mind's Jay, Jay Osterman. Thank you, thank you, sweetie. I'm so glad you're younger than me. Jay, Jay sent me a text from Hawaii. Then I had a former kid that I'd been our youth pastor. She's a missionary in China for the last 15, 20 years. She sent me an encouraging text. I get encouraged. Debbie Rivers, she's not here today, is she? She's an encourager. Debbie's a threat to send her pastor an encouragement weekly. Some of you send me encouragement. Some of you send each other encouragement. That's awesome. You know what I do with those texts? I delete them. I do not. I save them. And sometimes, used to, uh, I, I tell you what I did when I was a youth pastor. I had a file. Don, I'll tell you, I had a file called Encouragement. I had a big ministry to a lot of kids. And sometimes it just got crazy, and I, so I had some Encouragement file. And we used to actually, we knew what pen and paper. We used to write Encouragement sometimes. And I would get them, and I'd save them. Now, we don't tend to do much of that, so I, I save text sometimes. And I just go back, and I go, wow, made, made a difference. Or I get one from them, and it encourages me. And then God says, well, are you going to encourage somebody? See, everybody, almost everybody here has a phone. And if you have a phone, encourage somebody, amen? Not right now. I want you to listen. Some are like, I'm going to encourage you to do something so he'll stop so we can go to lunch. No, that's not encouragement. Encourage one another. Remind one another. Save them. Application here. Uh, Everyone in this room around us, some of you are hurting today. It's what pastors do. You, You shepherd the sheep. You shepherd the ones that are well and healthy. You shepherd the ones that are broken. But you encourage one another. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all encouragement. Here's some things. I'll just give you some quick examples and we're going to team. Y'all go ahead and get ready. I want y'all to come. Listen to this. Here's some encouragement. I see you. You can tell somebody, I see you. I see your witness. Here's a great one. I'm proud of you the person you've become, the person you're becoming. God made you beautiful. You shine. I'm thankful for you. You inspire me by your life, by your witness. I appreciate the hard work that you do. God delights in you and sings over you, as Zephaniah says. You make my day brighter because you live and shine. I'm blessed to call you my friend. I got an encouragement this morning when I walked in. I've got a brother in Christ I've been discipling, pouring into, and uh, he decided to bless our church in a supernatural way. I was encouraged this morning when I came in, and I saw the provision of God. Are you encouraged? Anybody got a word of encouragement this morning? Hello? Now, let's go and do likewise. Let's honor Christ with our witness. Let's go forward. Lord, we believe you. We believe we share a common direction, a sense of community. Uh, Proverbs fifteen four: the tongue that brings healing is a tree of life, but the deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Give the words of life as we go on our journey. Bestow a blessing. Express your appreciation. And in all things, bring glory to our Father in heaven. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the spirit of christ and for friends and faith and our faith community our faith family and and guests that have come i pray they would come back god may we draw close to your heart and may we see in scripture what you say about this topic that we started this powerful word of encouragement encourage our souls in the great pursuit of god this morning and tomorrow in the days ahead lord encourage us in this last song of praise and worship Lord, I pray for Bethany this morning. Encourage her as she prepares to have their third child, as she welcomes, as her and Dave welcome a son into this world. Encourage her, mighty God. Keep her safe. God, encourage us where we find ourselves on the spectrum of life. When we've lost hope, let us look to you. You're the God that comforts. You're the God that cares. And, oh, you're the God that encourages. In Jesus' name.